Welcome to the Ballrath Feed. This is the show we talk about everything in the commercial food service industry. We talk to chefs, we talk to people in the day-to-day operations, we talk to people in businesses and services that support this huge industry. I'm your host, Rich Rupp, product trainer and chef at the Volrath Company. And with me, as always, is our producer, Justin Pearson. Justin, how are you today? Doing great, Rich. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Hanging in there, right? Good good couple days here of uh, getting some stuff done, some weather, uh, cooperating for a change. It's been nice. Absolutely. And things in your family are going well? They're going great. Excellent. Little, yeah, little one's getting big and strong, so it's been really great lately. Super. So this show today, again, I was um, looking forward to this one for a while. It seems to be pretty exciting with um, our topic here today. Today we have with us a little bit later Brandon Krastowski, who is the founder of Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute. So Edwin's is a hospitality and culinary training institute in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So it takes um, people in from, I think Edwin's is, is the one that, uh, as I was doing some reading here, is the uh, people out of prison and uh, kind of gives them a, a career in food service, teaching them the skills that are needed. But uh, Brandon's got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, he's, um, 2015, he was listed on the Cleveland Business 40 Under 40 to Watch list. He was, um, in 2016, named to one of 25 CNN heroes for the year in 2016. He is James Beard Award winner, chef. And and this nonprofit, this Edwin's that he's got, is has won some awards as well. So he's doing quite a bit in the Cleveland, Ohio area. It's going to be fun having him on the show and hearing about all the good work that he's doing in, in his area. You know, we had our Caitlin on the show a few shows back that um, she talked about helping people as well, right? When some people get out of prison, and really those people, just, they just need a hand in, in a lot of ways, right? They just get out and they're, they just need somebody to believe in them a little bit and help them, right? I, I think, you know, everyone has a, has a moment like that and maybe their lives, right? I mean, I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head. Do you got anything in talk, talking about yourself maybe or anyone well, you know? Yeah, I mean, there was a moment in my life where, you know, you just kind of hit rock bottom for for a number of reasons, you know, for me, it was, uh, yeah, as, as it is with many people, you, you go through a divorce and uh, you just kind of bottom out emotionally and you're left with, well, where do I go from here? And so I was I was in a pretty dark place, you know, and I, I needed I needed a change. A friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends in the whole world, um, you know, he was able to hook me up, uh, get me a, uh, a job on the road with Kenny Rogers what? and yeah. Yeah. Um, so wow. I, 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 it was just perfect timing. Um, the universe spoke and, and, uh, a helping hand was, was reached out to me and I was able to pull me up and it really allowed me the opportunity to get my head put back on straight and reprioritize myself and, you know, traveling around the country, um, with, uh, Pop music, country music's uh, greatest legends, you know, was oh yeah, certainly he's, quite an experience. He's right at the top there with his uh, his career, and I don't know much about him personally, but I just know that uh, his music has been around. It was it was he was a you know icon in the industry for a very long time. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's absolute genuine person too. He's he was a great guy, and um, you know, of course, greatly saddened. Uh, at the news of his passing this year, but mm-hmm. I mean that meant everything to me. That honestly, that that moment where uh, I was given that opportunity, it re- redirected my whole life, and it sent me down uh, the path where where I'm currently going now. And I I relate to people who come from a, a whatever situation, and they just need they need somebody, they need something, an opportunity to show that. You're still worthwhile. You've got a lot to give, and you just need that chance. Right. I have a ton of admiration and respect for Brandon for what he's doing here. And from my understanding, he was in in that same place too. It's it's this cycle mm-hmm. of of good that people are are doing, where you know you have an opportunity to you know take a left or a right in that fork, um, and you have Not some your Yogi Berra. 
Yeah. <laughs> take it. Seth's quote, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you come to a fork in the road, take it. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I heard so, the fork yeah, in the road, right. maybe. <laughs> but Brandon was given that opportunity. Yes. And it had such a profound impact on him that he's, he's continuing that on. And You see that, though, in the restaurant industry a lot. I've worked in the industry my whole life, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen a very similar situation where, again, we have so many entry-level people. In the mm-hmm. U.S., in the restaurant hospitality, I think it's one in every 10 jobs, something like that, is in hospitality and tourism. And we have a lot of entry-level jobs. So you always have people that are, you know, just looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you'll find people that look at those those individuals and say, hey, you know, this person's got a lot more a lot more going on for them than, than here. And I'm going to take this person and, and mentor them a little bit and, you know, really give them a chance. And... I think what Brandon's doing is very similar to that, but I think he's just gone that extra mile with him, right? That extra level right. of of uh, that extra push or whatever it is. Because often in the restaurant industry, you know, you got a guy and you give him a chance, and that's what you do. You you kind of give him that chance, and if they don't take the chance, they don't, you know, decide they're going to do some change in their life. Well, maybe it doesn't always work out. Where I think what he's do- doing is just that extra bit that gives them that little bit more skill. And my dad would always say that, you know, to kids and he would say, you know, if I teach you a, a skill here, a trade, you can go anywhere. You can cook, right. you can go anywhere and get a job. Right. You're always looking for help in restaurants. So it was a good career for people that had a little bit of a, um, a drive to want to be better at it and they could learn. And he took a lot of guys that, uh, well, one kid in particular, I remember, was uh he was told by somebody about him my dad needed a cook got him in he was working short order at some little diner and he was a long a 20-year employee for my dad one of his his better chefs that he's had through there and um you know the guy thanked my dad over and over tremendously for the chance he gave him you know after years had gone by that he really said he turned his life around got him on the straight and narrow and sometimes it takes a a uh, bit of a firm hand maybe to you know make sure that they're you keeping them down on that road but uh, he appreciated it very very much so yeah well i think the argument could be made that the majority of the from the bottom to the top success stories come from uh hospitality restaurant food service industry you know where somebody starts out you know being a bus boy or washing dishes and they they have that mentor they have that uh that guide that gives them the motivation, teaches them the skills, and then they, they move up the rungs in the ladder. And you, you hear about that all the time in food service. I think Brandon is probably an excellent example of that. Mm, right. The opportunities are there. Like you said, there's so many entry-level opportunities. And then from there, it's really up to you. You you have the ability and, and the capacity to to make what you want of it. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of help and a little bit of mentorship and and tutelage, you can really take that to wherever your imagination wants. Right. And, as, and again, going back to our interview with Caitlin, you know, she got a job in the industry. <laughs> she didn't even really know how to cook, right? So you can right. just say she was perfect in that. She just wanted to learn. She put her head down and yep. she asked a lot of questions and learned along the way and then moved into this position and then the next one and the next one. And before you know it, she was sous chef and did quite well, right? So yep. with, with a person with the right attitude, State, and, and it's frustrating sometimes when you get those people in that you can see their potential, but yet they don't take hold of the opportunity. They just have something else that's pulling them down, some other distractions in their lives or um, addictions or who, whoever knows, evils, right? Uh, devils that are, that are taking over their lives and they just can't shake those. And if they can, they can do well. There's a career here. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's tough. And that's, where, again, that firm hand I spoke of with my dad. He was he would take that guy aside and say, listen, what the, you know, you have a real honest sit down with them and say, this is the way it's got to be. Like, I can't have an employee this way or that way, not getting into too many details. But that's that's sometimes what it takes is somebody just sitting them down and saying, this is the way it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting hearing from him. And I, I know he's opening another restaurant now, I believe, or he did. And I think it was called Serenity. And this one now focuses on people with drug addiction, which is drug and alcohol right now. It's the opioid it's a, it's as bad as anything is, right? And right. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of people there that uh, just need a, an obligation, a commitment every day to go to work and to do things and to give them some, some way to lift themselves up out of that, right? 
Yeah, because uh, that, that affects drug and alcohol addiction affects anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter what your station is in life. It can rip away everything that you've worked for and really send you spiraling down. So, And it doesn't take long at all. It's nice to see programs like his that are offering a, a, a new focus to people. Because, yeah, you need something to occupy. You need something to replace that addiction. Right. My dad always also used to say he loved a guy that had a family and a mortgage because you knew he was coming to work or he, he had a higher motivation <laughs> to come to work, right? Right, It was the right. single guys that didn't care if they, you know, if you, if you fired them, they'd find another job tomorrow. But the guy who needed the money, who needed to make a payment, uh, had a family to support, had obligations to meet, mm -hmm. he was the guy that you could bank on coming to work at least and yeah. giving it his all to try to make that uh, payment, right? Yeah, having that higher purpose, you know, and not, not right. talking anything even spiritual or religious or anything, just... Uh, having goals and that that purpose and that drive and and that looks like what brandon is doing he's providing mm -hmm. that drive um and that purpose and those goals for his students well and i think too providing a vision like telling the story here's my story here's what i did and look where i am right that that gives somebody a like look it can be done and i i know when i've run up against hard times and a, a situation that i think my it's a difficult situation I always think if someone else did it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. That was always my way of like, if someone else did this, I can do it then. I don't care if it's giving a speech, if it's some other type of thing you have to do that's it's got some fear to it or some level of complexity or whatever. Someone else did it, I can too. And it's showing those people that, look, if you put your mind to it and you work hard, you also can get to this position. You also can have this success. So that's, I'm sure we'll hear some of that from Brandon as well. I know he's got a lot of great quotes. I listened to a little um, trailer that he had out on YouTube, and he's got a lot of good stuff in there. So we'll have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I I need to watch. Just to hear uh, from him. I need to watch the Knife Skills, the documentary. Oh, that's right. I, he had that done right. That was a like highly rated, right? Yes, yes, it was. Uh, I believe uh, it was up for was it an Academy Award? Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's Knife Skills. Knife Skills. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 2017 Academy Award-nominated documentary short. I'll have to watch that. That'll be interesting. Well, Justin, you know, we've talked a lot about our experiences. We've talked about experiences that we heard through others and ways that people can be lifted up. And, and with, again, listening to some of our other guests we've had on the show. But um, I'm excited here to hear from Brandon. Let's, let's bring Brandon on the show and hear more about what he's doing at Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks hey, for joining us here today. You bet, man. You bet. It's a pleasure to be on and, you know, get out of that sweaty kitchen for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it is that season, isn't it, in food service? Although, is your, is you get, do you have any AC going in your kitchen or is it, is it no, no way, AC? No way, man. This is, this is the real oh, deal. Yeah, it's this hardcore. Is it. People don't realize you stand over a 10-burner stove in the summertime. You, you earn your money, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do. So, Brandon, so what is Edwin's and, and the institute that you're – hospitality and tourism right yeah that's i mean that's it man it's um i mean really in its shortest sense it's it's hope and a way to achieve it right oftentimes you have this opportunity but not a not a fluid way to get there i mean edwards really is that hope and in, in, in a way to achieve it so how we how we um you know kind of let that that flower bloom is you know we have a um, a, a training institute that also happens to be a french fine dining restaurant so, uh, you know, okay. someone coming out of this criminal justice or injustice system can, can, uh, can enroll in, in, in the school and, and uh, you, you learn while you're working and for six months really develop into that, 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 that chef or general manager or whatever your dream is, you, you, you begin that pathway. Um, you know, it's also, uh, you know, housing, right? So we, we realize that coming out of prison is not an easy task, okay? So, um, you know, we, we have housing. We have a campus, 20,000 square foot, just a block away. So um, any student can, can stay here for no charge. Um, we have graduate housing for like 200 a month. Uh, before we, um, we came on the air today, I just finished signing a, on purchasing a house behind our campus for family housing. You know, we have a library and fitness center. Uh, you know, the train doesn't just include the French fine dining restaurant. Uh, it also includes a bakery and a butcher shop on our campus. So these oh, are all cool. open to the public. See, the, the key to this is is paying people to, to learn, but to do that, you have to run a good business. So, you know, we run some very smart businesses, 
uh, that sustain and then you know really make this uh, this a, a, a possibility. Otherwise, right. it's, just a, it's just a pipe dream. Well, you're doing everything that they need really to to give them some a, a good foundation when they get out, right? They they've got mm-hmm. a job, they've got a place to live, and you make them do a few other things you, you in the program, right, to to get uh, started in it all. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you got um, you know, just it's it's you know, it's like a boot camp to begin this this place. It's really, but it's also inside of a culture. You're immersed inside uh, people to your left and people to your right that are still fighting that same fight of of, of you know trying to trying to feel equal and try to try to be perceived as equal. Um, so yeah, a lot a lot more comes with it than just the education, right? You know, that's 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 part of it. The other part is the care, right? Is is making right. sure someone's got the you know insurance and ID. They you know they have a home. They have a support system. Right. This is really the the power of what we do. Somebody looking at them and making sure that you know they're they're staying with it, right? And they they can see someone else's progress. That you were in my shoes once, and I was. I'm going to get to where you are to someday, right? Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah. So you know, earlier in the show, Justin and I were were talking about those moments in life where you know sometimes we've had them, others we can see, and and you just you just need that. Um, that someone to believe in you and pick you up a little bit, right? And and I know listening to your story early on, you had a moment like that, and that's that's really what we're we kind of talked about on the first part of the show. But we're we're going to get into what you do, and uh, the the Edwins and and how you're taking care of people that are that are coming through your your program there and and everything that you're doing. So can you just tell us on, you know, what what your story is there and how that all came to be? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is, man. Life life will you know take its punches on you and. And you're always uh, getting knocked down, getting back up, and so on. But um, yeah, we, we can never forget those moments or those people who helped to get us in the right track. And right. really, uh, for me, it was food. It was a chef. And um, you know, the uh, the short of it is, I caught I caught a second chance. Well, a couple of second chances. Uh, the first of which was in Detroit when I was uh, when I was 19, uh, thrown in jail, facing five to ten years. Judge gives me a break, and uh, and probation is what I what I earned. Um, but there I met a chef, you know, when I was wondering, and he taught me, you know, it's not practice that makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these lessons, these fundamentals is, is really what's inspired this whole, um, you know, this whole idea of, uh, of Edwin's, Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute. And, you know, it's essentially it's a, um, it's hope in a way to achieve it. It's, uh, you know, giving uh, men and women who are coming out of our criminal justice or injustice system a, um, a, a chance at, at, at learning to the top. This business, learning that full perspective, and um, and really getting the leg up. Uh, so that's that's the short of it. But man, we're gonna we're gonna get much deeper, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you said something there. A couple of things there. One was it's not practice that it's pr- perfect practice, right? So it's yeah. that doing it the right way and learning that skill the correct way, not just getting through something. And mm-hmm. then you said at the top, right? Your your restaurant's a French. It's a it's a French style restaurant, right? So yep. very high end. And you're teaching people that that higher skill, right? That that top skill level versus just a skill level. Yeah, you better believe it. You know, um, I mean, this is the only industry I know really is, is uh, French food. You know, I, I came up under a French chef. I've I've worked in Paris and New York and Chicago. Everyone French, 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 right? Uh, great cuisine, man. I mean, you can you can still depend upon its its uh, consistency and the way it feeds the soul. But most importantly, you can really depend on the uh, the fundamentals that it teaches. You know the um, the, the ratios. Uh, you know for a you know stock, it's eight pounds of bone, six quarts of water, and a pound of mirepoix. You know with the right technique, now you can make uh, you know stock anywhere in the world. There's a right. set of um, fundamentals that is in this cuisine that that really allows you to um to to have that core under your belt. And then when you do it to a higher level with the fundamentals, with the techniques, uh, now you're 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 a bad man or a bad woman, right? I mean, you can do anything you choose to do, uh, and the key is you're right to the top because, you know, I'd say the things I've learned in life, one of the most important was was excellence is always employable. You look at the NFL, I mean, you could do some pretty bad things off the field, but you're a quick guy on the field. You could throw a football farther than anyone on the field. You're going to be employed by the National Football League. Excellence is always employable. So, you know, you teach to the top, you're going to always have a job. And um, if you want to take it down from there, that's, that's, that's totally someone's decision. But at least um, giving someone that structure and that and that um, that future is, I think, the most important part of it. 
Yeah, you talk about some of the structure in that. So students start out like some of the basics you're saying, right? You teach them. I think one of the things I heard you mention was culinary math. That was an interesting thing I heard you say. That was kind of talking about your soup stock there, right? That's one of those basics that you teach. Yeah, it is. I mean, so the whole program is engineered to um, to do a couple things, the, the first of which is uh, to make sure that, that we're building esteem in somebody, right? That, that, that incarceration or poverty or life is just ripped away. Um, and, and to build that esteem is through, you know, through challenges. Okay, so that's one a- a- aspect and element. The other aspect and element is is, is learning a um, a skill set the right way. Okay, that's important to have if you want a career, whatever your trade may be. It's very important to get it the right way. And and and, and third is most importantly, I think, is um, you know when you're teaching someone all these different elements of the of the business. You're giving them a full perspective of the world that you can um, you can thrive in. When you when you get to one dimension of this business, you don't see the whole field. Uh, you can get you can find yourself pigeonholed uh, very quick in this industry and um, you know leaned on, burnt out. But if you know that you can flourish and go anywhere, well then you know you know when you're kind of getting the shaft uh, you know in, in, in a certain culture. So uh, culinary math. Um, you know, the first three weeks, we, we dig in deep. We're teaching culinary math, which is, you know, looking at profit and loss statements, uh, you know, driving out your yield percent, and then costing out your product, beyond, you know, based upon that yield. Uh, it, it's looking at, um, you know, how many pints in a quart, quarts in a gallon. It's, it's going through memorization, which is also a task in, in saying, hey, I, I don't know how many pints are in a quart, but if I work hard, I can memorize. I memorize. I succeed it. There's a little bit of that muscle of esteem. Uh, building little by little. Uh, we also in the first three weeks hit hit you with gastronomy and the history of the French cuisine. We also hit you with, um, you know, serve safe. You need to know how to how to function safely in this environment. Uh, you know, there's a lot of these little um uh, little lessons that, that just go into, you know, um, this culture of care. You start to care more about the the, the twelve cent napkin that you're using instead of wiping up a spill with that, that, that new napkin using an old napkin, right? Um, there's an element of care when it comes to how you handle your product, and, and, and you're also building that esteem. So you're winning. You're winning. In these first three weeks, you're, you're challenged. You're working hard, but you're winning, and that, that, that leads to a more powerful yes. So the, 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 the program is engineered to really um, break, rebuild, uh, but, but get you on this track of winning because, you know, some people have lost for, for a little, little too long or longer than they've had to or should have to. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's important. And a lot of these skills are, are skills you use outside of the restaurant as well. Like you just said, it, in your home, you don't want to use that, maybe the new paper towel. You use the, the, the one that's used already, or you're baking it for yourself at home and you want to know conversions on a recipe. These are all things that are applicable, not just at their job, but in their home life as well. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, it's business, man. I mean, everything, when you start to, um, you know, it's like you never walk in a grocery store the same way you're like why can't right. you be more efficient why can't you you know run your register faster why can't you you know take up less space i mean the whole world you start seeing behind in a grocery store when you cross a customer you know what i mean it's like the world starts to change when you when you get in this business and you start to look at what it really costs um that chopped lettuce starts to look a little less desirable than that yeah. whole you know head of romaine uh you know this is this is a really good lesson but also the lessons we give are are, um, are life lessons such as you know, we make sure that you have a, um, a bank account, okay, in the first three weeks. We make sure you have a life plan and where you want to go. We make sure you're connected with insurance, health insurance. You know, we make sure you have an ID or driver's license. So there's other elements to this, this world that aren't just food-related, but they're, they're life-related. And you got to get those down if you want to be successful in this world. Right. You talk a lot of, about the, the people that are coming into the, the program and the things that they're doing while they're in the program. How do they come into the program? How do people find you or how do you find them or how does it work? Yeah, you know, we're to give you two scenarios here. The first was, you know, uh, when I first uh, you know, came up with this idea and started to get it off the ground, I, you know, I would just go to every church, every prison, every courtroom, every shelter and, and, and talk about this idea. You can get trained and get paid to train and, and we're going to open a French fine dining restaurant and you know, some people thought it was nuts and they wanted to see it explode. And then other people say, hey, maybe there's something to it. Uh, that was the first round of classes. After that, you know, we got nearly 400 graduates. So uh, word of mouth is a big part of um, spreading the word and getting into, uh, you know, Edwin's. Um, you know, I started this in prison. Uh, we're now in 13 different prisons. So the word inside the joint is spread. Um, if you're a nonprofit, if you're a judge, you know, an attorney, 
oftentimes you've heard about who we are, what we offer. So you can let someone that you know or love about the program. But um, I mean, now it's just a lot of national news, man. Like, you know, going to the Oscars made a big splash. Um, yeah. Going on like a, like, a, like a Steve Harvey show or, um, you know, CNN Hero. Uh, you know, CBS This Morning. What that does is it starts to penetrate across the United States to, to loved ones and said, hey, you know what? My, my brother Jimmy or my son Bobby, uh, you know, they have a chance. There's a place up in Cleveland that can, that can help you. And, and that's been really the, um, kind of the driving force behind how many people we're getting and from where we're getting people from. But once you know about us, like you walk in and we, we can get you started. I mean, we don't ask about your past. We don't care what your offense was. We don't, where do you want to go? We don't care about your education level. Where do you want to go? And that just develops a whole new culture and a whole new human being. What does the the application process look like? Is there a vetting process, or is it just open to anyone? And and is it a lottery, or you make decisions based upon somebody's no, uh, so goals, just, intent, and heart? Interview you just project? come in. You just come in, like you know, you came off the street, and we say, um, you know, our class is six months long. We start a class every two months, so there's always uh, there's a fluidity to it. Either a, a, a class is graduating, a class is switching from dining room to kitchen, or a class is just coming in. But every two months, there's a, there's a time to enroll, and uh, if you simply say, hey, I've been in this justice system, or um, I, I could be going into the justice system, uh, we say, well, let's, let's begin. And it's as simple as that. Uh, because there's like this two-month rotation, we've never had someone have to wait more than eight weeks to get in the program. We'll take up to 60 people uh, every class and then, and then start to roll. And what you find is some people aren't ready to do this, okay? It's not a, um, it's not a physical inability to do it. It's just, you know, mentally there's, there's some things that have to be addressed first, like catching up with family. If you just did 10 years straight, you may not want to jump into work. Your mind says you should. Your body says you should. But realistically, that, that, um, that family needs to be taken care of first or – um, you know, catching up on something that, that, that has been, hasn't been resolved yet, right? So a lot of the time we'll take a class of 50 or 60 people and, and, and then some people, you know, they're, they're not ready, okay? And there's another group of people who say, shit, it's a lot of work. And, and it's, it's best mm-hmm. to get out now. I mean, we push you pretty hard, but it's no less than you're going to be pushed in the next month or two in a restaurant. So some people say, screw this, you know, there's an easier way to do it. Um, you know, there's all sorts of reasons, but... Um, we take you as you are, we meet you where you're at, and we get you where you want to go. What about, because um, everybody's coming in with a different circumstance, different situation, and then also uh, different learning styles. I worked in higher ed for many years, and yeah. uh, how, do, how do you um, address everyone's different educational needs, and how do, you, how do you meet them with different learning styles? Do you teach differently, or you just mm-hmm. present the information, and this is that, or do is there a lot of tutors, one-on-one stuff? Or? Yes, all the all the above, man. I mean, all the above is just. Uh, I think I think the one one solid aspect of this at its core is that uh, we make it happen, and there's no excuses. Okay, there's just no excuses. So, you know, if someone's learning a little differently, meaning um, maybe they can't read or write, you know, we'll bring in a tutor to help get someone through it or look for look through cues, and and, and over the six months we'll address the you know, the underlying issue here, which is which is literacy, right? Um, you know, something I, I've dealt people from you know, 16 to 70 in the program, right? And there's a lid for every pot. You just have to understand and recognize someone's ability, get in front of something before it becomes a problem. Um, you know, take time aside to say, hey, this is where you need to go. You know, is it not clear? Do you not have the tools? What what's what's the missing link? I mean, you just you just beat the shit out of the problem until until it's it's removed, and that person can then just grow, right? A lot of times these right. problems. People don't want to deal with them because they're hard work. And so whatever the problem is, whatever the issue, whatever the constraint, let's work hard and solve that. So, I mean, I've got a staff. I've got a case manager on staff. I've got um, a group of volunteers who tutored various uh, aspects from mathematics to literacy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real strong crew that works hard on, on each, each man and woman who wants to do this. I was going to say, you must have surrounded yourself with massive team of great individuals you know that that are just really making this happen along with you oh for sure i mean it's that's that's everything you know how important the team is uh but you know at the end of the day everyone knows that you know we 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 gotta be relentless there's there's a mission here um we're trying to change the face uh, of reentry. um you know we're viewed as 
half as good because of our, our past, but because of the cuisine we present and our knowledge and skill set, we, we're viewed as almost equal because we're overperforming. Um, and so that takes a certain commitment and dedication. There's, 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 you can't have an off day. I'm sorry, you can't. And if you do, it's like um, get it together and be more focused tomorrow. So uh, you're right. It's a great team. It's a committed team. And, um, you know, I, I can't say more about the people who come into this program and, and, and the team that surrounds the, you know, us teaching. What, do you, what kind of success rate do you have? I mean, do you have some people that fall out at some well, how do you point? Even, how do you even measure your success? What, what kind of bar do you put for them? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't stand metrics. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a government funding person where <laughs> the, you know, we, we, we meet these grants and we have to do this and that. It's like it's um, the measuring stick is someone's life plan. You know, if mm-hmm. they want right. to be able to do something and, and, you know, perhaps it's, you know, get custody of their kid back and, and find a job that's, um, that's, that's, that's flexible, but it pays just the right amount. And, you know, success, success. Could, success could be different for everyone, but um, that's the measuring stick, someone's life plan and where it goes. Now, now that sounds great in the, in the romantic world, but people want to know, well, how many people complete the program? What's your success like that? So, you know, if you complete the program, you're going to have 40 or so jobs waiting to hire you. Um, you have a, um, um, you know, 95% people that leave the program go right into a job and start and, and go. Uh, less than 1% Perfect. go back to prison. You know, great. So if you look at national averages or state averages, I mean, that's like no one's doing that. Uh, there's a success rate. You say, hey, this, this medicine does work. Um, and then if someone flushes out, there's always forgiveness. So that, that something that might not look successful the first go around is successful the third go around. So um, that's all. It's just convincing people and showing people that this, this approach can work. Just stick with it. That's just a, 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 got to be such a, a great feeling for people to come into your program. I, mean, I can just tell the level of care and compassion that you have for them and, mm-hmm. and that you're willing to, you say, meet them where they are and, and help them get to where they want to be. And that's just got to be so um, welcoming for someone to finally have someone that looks at them that way and feels that way about them. So uh, great job thanks for for doing that your community must be uh fully supporting of it and you're in the cleveland is it the cleveland yeah. area in ohio yeah, it's and, you cleveland, up, cleveland, ohio. and your other property or the other uh operation that you have is where is that located uh, that's cleveland as well you know the campus oh, it is. that's all in cleveland. yeah it's all yeah i mean i only, I only build in the city serenity now those are different facilities that's oh um, i'm sorry yeah so like the butcher shop the bakery the campus the uh, the institute the restaurants all in cleveland now you know um yeah, I've been to probably 30 cities last year, uh, consulting and speaking, et cetera. And, and uh, some people want to do this elsewhere. So we, we opened up a restaurant about two years ago in, um, in a suburb about 45 minutes away for people in recovery. And uh, that's, that's staffed by two grads that, that run it. And then those people who are going through this recovery program and training program are the, the students in it. And that opened about two years ago. So that's, yes, that's a lot further away. Um, just last year, I opened up a pizzeria uh, on the west side of Cleveland. We're on the east side of Cleveland, and that's uh, addressing the people who are have, have homeless homelessness and uh, and difficulties. Just you know, stay in the course, and you know, Grad runs that one. So that those are more consulting gigs. You know, get in, set it up, flush out the concept, get the cost, get the staff, and and then and hit it for a while, and then slowly let go so that each organization can run with it the way they they see fit. It almost seems like this could be something that could be franchised out you know and uh, every community could utilize a service like this every single one because there's prisons yeah. everywhere there's people in need everywhere <laughs> it is it is you know you just need leadership behind it right i mean mm, um, right. i don't know i mean the basketball room is 10 feet you know how come there's only one lebron james come on the court's the same size. The basketball's the same shape. Why is there only one person that can do what he did? So you have to understand there's a nuance to this. And um, if it doesn't affect you at your core, when times get tough, you're more likely to let off the gas and say, hey, you know what? I'd rather be at the beach. I'd rather be with my family. I'd rather... There's so many reasons why, why not to work or not to do something. You find a committed leader who's passionate that's where the true expansion happens. Mm. Um, and, and what we're doing here at Edwin's, I mean, just this year started this management fellowship uh, where a graduate works for one year. They run each one of our, our facilities for four months, the bakery, the butcher, and the restaurant. They run the costs. They run the um, the payroll. They run, you know, they manage the place or the chef within the place. 
and uh, they take a leadership class at the University of Michigan for um, for lean leadership, which is efficiency and nice. communication. Yeah. They're getting paid forty thousand or more a year. They're getting benefits. The idea is to put someone in a position where they can come out of here. And like Philly just called last month, hey, how can we do this in Philadelphia? Well, you can, and and here's a leader who can help you drive the the the, the restaurant, right? But if right. you don't have drivers, you don't have groups of individuals and teams, it falls apart because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of care. There's a lot of failure. There's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of success. But, you know, that's that's the key to this. But you're right. It could be used everywhere in every industry, banking, manufacturing, healthcare. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. applicable everywhere, but you need drivers. You really need right. drivers. Where does your drive come from on this? How how are you so motivated, and and where did this this drive come from inside of you? Yeah, for me, I mean, it was just um, you know continually, uh, and I've, I've been in in, in enjoying it a couple times, and um, had had success in getting back on my feet and having mentors around me. Uh, you know, restaurant really saved my life. You know, going in there and, and learning this industry and having all this energy. I could apply it towards this, and the, and the industry would always push back. You know what I mean? It's like you can never outwork a restaurant. Never. If you do, clean it. If you're done cleaning <laughs> it, clean it again, and you have service the next day. I mean, there's endless work, endless work. But when you do it the right way, I think it's just just brilliant what it can do for your, um, you know, your, yourself. And, uh, and then seeing, then finding success in this. You know, working, um, you know, going to Culinary Institute of America. Um, you know, apprenticing under Charlie Trotter. Uh, working in the Michelin Three Star in Paris. Um, the grandest places in New York. I mean, my career was on a, on a trajectory until I started getting calls from home in Detroit of people being murdered or put in prison. And I just said, there's got to be a way to give this back so others don't have to, to, to fall, you know, fall that road or go down that road. Um, I mean, that's the passion. Just just being, uh, I suppose, hitting bottom for long enough and as many times, you just realize what it means to have freedom and, um, and opportunity. And that's a, that's a really sweet taste. That's a really sweet yeah. taste. Are you having fun doing it too? Every day, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's, really that's too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the restaurant business, right? What the heck? That's that can have a lot of fun to it. That's for sure. Yes, it does. No, it does. Excellent. What about knife skills? How were you approached for that? Um, where did that originate from? Is that was that an idea of yours or? No, no, just. Um... So I say no. I say no to more media than you believe, man. These 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 TV well, shows. Thank you for being <laughs> yeah. with us. Well, no, for sure. You guys got the right approach. I mean, but you know, there's like there's a lot of dirtbags out there that want to exploit, that want right. to um, capitalize, that want to take someone's hardship and, and use it for fodder. Um, there's a lot of places out there like that, man. Hollywood and and, and, and yeah. all over. So uh, how this one came about was. Um, you know, I, I, I worked for a long time in New York City, and, and the people who owned a Chanterelle restaurant, uh, I've always became close with. And I was over their house, uh, their apartment, I should say, for um, for meatloaf one night. And one of their closest friends was there, and we got to talking. And uh, you know, he said, "Who you know, who, who are you? What are you doing?" And I told him what I'm doing. I said, "I'm about to open the you know the best French restaurant in Cleveland with with people coming out of prison." And you know, he was kind of you know. A snobby New Yorker and, you know, Cleveland, what, you know, the best French restaurant. I said, look, man, that's what it is. Um, and he was curious. Um, he also happened to, you know, be an Oscar winning, you know, filmmaker documentaries. Uh, so that's strictly by fate and, and, and in a relationship that I trusted, you know, he didn't want to come at this from a, um, a slimy way. He, he wanted to document the truth and let the story be told. That's how it happened. And then he just, Picked up a camera and started staying at the you know the motel eight and then um, you know recording this like this this thing you know at the end of it all when we were doing this whole thing to the Academy Awards um, you know we go city after city and you know he's like you know I knew I had a film and he goes you know my father was going to fail and it would be this great film and, and, and but for some reason it worked it, it would be you know even better film <laughs> and he goes it worked and um, yeah. It, it yeah. was. We didn't. It was. It was an incredible journey. I'm glad it was documented. You know, usually I don't let the cameras swing around and do this stuff, but it was documented. And because uh, I've forgotten all those moments, man. I really. You mm-hmm. open a restaurant, you don't remember shit. You know. That's a fact. <laughs> Head spins yeah. for a while. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, any really big, any success stories that stick out in your mind that you just are super proud of uh, individuals and what they've accomplished in your program or after? Uh yeah. I mean, there's tons of them. You know, you think about. You know what someone does. I mean, some people take 
I mean, what it takes for them to just get here each day is right. a success, right? I mean, a success stories every day, every morning, every night. Um, on a grander scheme, I mean, there's, you know, when teaching in the prisons, I, I remember teaching this this one most one guy, and he, um, you know, getting released after a, after a stint. Then he came to to Edwin's to expand the, his learning, and then he ends up, you know, scoring a job here, and then now he's like, you know, running a hotel restaurant, and um, you know, bought a house, bought a boat. I mean. Uh, you know, just turn his life from, you know, what it was to where he wanted it to be. Uh, I got some people who own restaurants now, which, which is, which is a great site and, um, just watch them do what they dream to do. Uh, you know, some that That's just, awesome. they have the family connection that they always hope for and they, they feel good about themselves getting up in the morning and going out there and working, you know, so there's so many varying levels of this. Yeah. Oh no. I think that's, that's the biggest one though. If you can wake up and feel good about who you are. And then what you're doing, that's the biggest key to happiness. Having some right success there. and pride in their day and, and their yeah, lives yeah. and they're back on track being, that's awesome. That That is success every day. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. That is. That's cool to see and be a part of, I'm sure. That is. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like, um, do you feel a sense of pride when you get people like that that came through your, what you started and, and the change that you've made mm-hmm. in their lives? Do you step back and ever go, dang, I did a good thing today? Uh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm just not there yet. I mean, you know, you, I'm looking at this mountain we're trying to climb and, uh, and it's like, there's so much more to climb. 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 And I, I don't look back and see how far we've gone. I just know how, how big the problem is, how, how, uh, society is just, uh, you know, just a mess when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, you know, judging people. It's just, you know, you did all, all, all I know how to do best is, is work hard, you know, and work hard, and stay focused and disciplined, and um, and little by little you make the mark. I think one day I'll I'll, I'll reflect on this all and say, man, what a you know, it was a pretty good idea. <laughs> right, right now it's a restaurant. You know, you're just trying to survive. You're trying to make it happen and and help you know help others along the way. You're still working hard you're in the restaurant every day. Do you do you oh, uh, yeah. have a hand in the kitchen every day yet? I'm I'm here every day, man. I mean, it's um, I start the morning out at the bakery. You know, if they, if they need my help in the kitchen, I'm, I'm there to you know get through some of those moments, right? Uh, my hands always in the shit. You know, I'm connected. I can tell you if the food food cost is off or why why did the purchase come in, and you know, I head over to the butcher shop, and you know, they, they usually have it set. They're pretty well well you know got it down. You know the Bakery just opened. You know, we've been open seven months. Oh, wow. So I'll generally, you know, open an entity. You know, I'm I'm there opening this thing up ninety hours, hundred hours. You know, the first month, two, three. You know, start to lay back and let the staff do their thing. Uh, Manage them for the next three months to six months. You know, stay stay on the grounds for the for a whole year, and then you know, you know, something always going to fall out of line. You just need to know where and how it happened, right? So if you don't build it from the inside out, you you, you kind of lose grip. So the butcher shop's been open for a year and a half, so it's much more stable, and the restaurant's going on year seven now. Um, wow. One thing I'm proud about is, you know, this place is, you know, I'd say it's close to 60% of every um, manager employee is a graduate of the program. So my chef, my general manager, the who are, you know, the managers and chefs in the bakery and the butcher, they're all graduates, you know. Um, the idea is to take someone without perspective and knows what it's about to, to you know, put them in these positions, pay them right. accordingly, and, uh, and and keep rolling. But it takes a certain amount of support, as you know, when you start running anything, you know, you know, it, it moves fast. The wheels come off. you got to be there to, to let people know, that, you know, this is, how, this is how it works and this is how you keep them back on. All right. Um, what, mm-hmm. what type of adjustments did you have to make and still making uh, for – COVID. Yeah, so that, that's a good question. I mean, like, like I'll be honest, man. Like last month, we were sixty percent up over last year. Um, from March till till June first, uh, we were up about forty percent. So I mean, the adjustments that I made were just just with the connections to to intuition that when you're on the ground every day, you know need to be made. So um, March fifteenth, the governor closed restaurants but allowed for carryout. March sixteenth. Well, first, I took the team aside and said, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna get through this, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna do three things. We're gonna you know fight for everyone to be uh, employed and healthy. We're gonna you know deliver and you know provide food at a good price for Cleveland that's struggling. You know everyone's gonna be struggling, and we're gonna move our mission. Never once did I mention financials, this, that, and the other. And 
Um, I threw a grill out the next night. I put a big six-foot grill in front of the restaurant, and I started grilling. And so there's visibility there. There's smoke. There's, you know, you get that smell of grill and barbecue. When, when the world's crashing, you know, who, who doesn't want a good burger or, or ribs, right? Um, I got rid of all the French food, man. I said, toss this, toss this shit out. Well, let's just do comfort food. I started running this four for 40 special, which was four meals for $40. Now, because it's a vertically integrated business, like this is a 14-year meal in the making, right? I mean, it wasn't just like overnight. I've got a bakery where we're baking the breads and making the desserts. It costs us next to nothing. I've got a butcher shop where we're breaking the meat down. It costs us much less. i got a restaurant that centralizes it and is able to sell it, right? Um, that, I mean, we're feeding 500 people a night. I mean, we went from like 90,000 wow. to 150,000 that month. Uh, wow. we've been killed hired 16 people in the last, uh, last three months. So how do we adjust? We just, you know, just fought, right? Get visibility, um, do something that's right and just, and, and, and then everything else follows. Uh, the butcher and the baker just opened seven days a week to be there for people. Um, I started selling things that we normally don't sell like toilet paper and, um, yeah. water and like that. And it's like, the idea was just like, you know, take care of the community and, and it'll, it'll come back around. And, and sure enough, man, we've been, we were very, very successful during these times and, um, you know, now just continue to use that step to grow even more. Oh, great job. Thank you for doing that. It's, yeah. That's We hear that story from a lot of restaurateurs. We have that supply chain. We know we can get some of these things in and they've come into these a bit of a grocery store supply line for some people on some of these goods, yes. right? Yes. So very cool. Thank you. Yeah, but the adjustments that have to be made, I mean, I, I tell you, it's like I just taught at Harvard the other day. You know, they do these virtual classes for their MBAs. And, you know, I tell them, I said, listen, you know, it's, it's, it's simple shit here, guys. I mean, this isn't complicated. There's no academic, uh, you know, issues here. You got to be connected. You got to be connected. You got to trust your instincts, okay? And then if you do that, you're going to succeed, okay, no matter what it is. And then just make sure you're fighting for the right reason. There's no measurement of X, Y, or Z. I, I knew people didn't want French food, and I knew people were scared, right? Give them something comfortable and get it to them for the right price, and be clear on how you say what you're doing, and don't waver. With all the, the, the chaos and uncertainty, I was sending out an email that very night. He closed it, said, we'll be open tomorrow. Here's what you can get, right? People can cling to that certainty. Where other people were scared and closed or scrambled, didn't know what to do, we were certain. Um, and I think that's the lesson to be taken from this, this round one of COVID there's going to be a round two. And so now, you know, right. you know, what, you know, I'm already thinking about round two, how do we do 2.0? How do we do, yep. but you're right. It's, it's been an interesting scenario and just, um, I couldn't be more proud of the team. You know, I, I remember going to bed to like, I don't give a shit, man. I, I'm living longer than I thought I would ever live. Right. So I'm like, you know, if it's time, it's going to be time. But, you know, there's there times at the beginning of this shit, I'd close my I mean, I'd be at night alone in bed, you know. My wife didn't even want to sleep next to me because she's like, you, you've been out in public. You're going to, you're, you're, you've got, you're, you're sick or something. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what if I die this way? You know, like, what if this is the way yeah. I die? This would be fucking miserable. And, and like, my staff was, I'm, not, I'm guaranteed they're having the same thoughts. But I just, just kept it every day, one foot in front of the other. You wake up, you know, clean your shower a little more often, change your clothes. I mean, there's a whole right. routine we had when we came home. Um, and just, but there was, there was some nights where I just thought, like, I don't really want to die this way. And my whole staff, you know, you know how they felt. They felt the same way. But we were trying to survive. And um, survival is, um, is what it was all about. And we did. You know, now we're, now we're thriving. Yeah. Making those adaptations, having that clear and consistent messaging i mean that yeah mm -hmm. like you said, that's what that's what people want it's what they crave right now is is something to hold on to that that's simple and easily digestible you know? yeah, but what a staff you know they're just hanging in there and you know trusting their leader and 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 and, and saying hey we're gonna get through this and then there's no question about it. i mean that's that, that's kind of like no matter what happens in this life all things that has been done or not done uh, this one i could hang my hat on saying you know what this was a sweet, this is really sweet, you know, and we're still not out of it yet, but for the first, the first round, I think, I think we're going to go to the judges and win this one. Well, <laughs> I think that you probably have a level of trust, uh, relationship between your students and employees that just probably isn't found many, many other places. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I agree on that one. Um, you know, we meet someone where they're at, we're never asked about their past. That doesn't often happen. 
yeah. uh, to, to you know those that we serve. Um, I ripped out all the cameras. I mean, I bought this. This is a pre-existing restaurant seven years ago, and the first thing I did was rip all the cameras out. Wow. Um, you know, I had guests. You know, of course, the Cal's world we live in. You know, I don't know if I should go there with my credit card and this and that. It's like, you know, whatever cheap shot people want to throw, they threw. And um, you know, seven years later, we're still here. But you know, you, you stand by them. You know, I, I started our own valet company. You know, I took some grads and said. Screw paying these valley people. They're expensive. We can do it better ourselves. You know, nice continuing experience. And I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times someone will call and say, I lost my, my sunglasses are stolen. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, and you know what happens next. I yeah. said, you know what? Thank you for letting me know. Just let's, you know, let's, let's give it a day or two. And then they call back, you know, I'm really sorry I found my sunglasses. It, it's the first instinct is to, it's to, to jump to that, yeah. It's to jump to that. You know, we're not going to – we're still we're still facing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we, we get it done. You got you to gotta trust a human being for who they can be, not not who they were, who they – you know, who they are on their worst day. Um, right. And you know what? You know what you get? You get, a, you get a, a damn good person. That's what you get. Right. Show them that trust. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you bought that house behind the facility, you said, just yeah. today, as a matter of fact, signed the dotted line. What's Any visions for where you want to go next? What's your next uh, area to go? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. So yeah, the house is, uh, well, I mean, this, this, look at the seller's got to sign the damn thing. All right? don't, try to sw- <laughs> don't try to buy it from underneath you guys. Um, <laughs> the seller's still got to sign it, and uh, once that's done, it's complete. Um, I'm working with the property next door. It's in foreclosure. You know, our campus is in kind of a, um, you know, a seedy part of uh, Cleveland. It's not the, the richest area. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's impoverished, and it's got its problems. I'm going to keep going down the block, and, you know, for graduates and any current student that's got family, we're going to keep investing in them, and, and uh, if anyone wants to use it, that's not part of our program, but has been incarcerated, we can we can find a way, right? Uh, that's that's one track. But the single most important track is to keep going what we've got going, right? It's hard to sustain these things, and there's a lot of balls in the air. So sustaining that, um, it's um, it's it's looking at expanding this in other places with our graduates, like the Philly. You know, we did Medina and and, and the West Side. Do it elsewhere in different cities and. It happens, you know. You get you get invested. People, money's not hard. Space isn't hard. It's, it's leadership and teams. Right. So you know, spreading that, it's um, continuing to develop better leaders in this 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 management training program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the way you look or your past, you're not always afforded the um, the passageway to management. You know what that is. You you start right. as a busser and you someone takes you under their wing. You serve. You do this. The next thing you know, you're, you're managing it. That opportunity doesn't always happen when you're, um, you know, you're black, brown, or have a criminal record. And um, so, just trying to break that and give people the the fast track here the right way, and so they can go out and do 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 them and make some more money. Um, you know, I, I've always got ideas, man. I, I got ideas. I got there's a big space. I, I'm thinking about doing kind of this, this kitchen. That's um, like this. Um, there's a, there's a 20,000 square foot, no, 20,000, 18,000 square foot restaurant space. I mean, it's enormous. The ceilings are three stories high, right? I mean, it's like just this unbelievable space that, uh, you know, the restaurant's done. They're out. And, you know, I think about this inequity that continues to, to persist and giving young chefs a chance to be a chef. And, and I'm working a way of having this kitchen where, you know, different chefs come together um, they all have a different menu item, multiple menu items. Service staff is consistent. Um, and then, you know, people come in and they order, right? And they're ordering from these different courses, these different chefs. And it's, it's, it's a really like, smart idea, very complex. The space is right for today's, you know, uh, you know health crisis. I mean, everything seems like it would fit. And I'm fiddling with this idea. I, I really think this is the next wave of giving a young chef who's not getting the opportunity an entry, an entryway to make a name for themselves in the right atmosphere, in a, in this grand dame atmosphere, right? Doing the cuisine they choose to do, represented by a professional service staff, with a cellar and, and, and cocktails around it that really amplify what this chef is capable of doing. And you don't just walk into that; you usually grow into that. But um, I think people have been walking long enough, and it's time that they get the chance to grow right now. I, I, I'm putting all the details together, man. But you know, it's like it's like, it's on a wall, and you see what's right, you see what's just. Now, how do you how do you fix how do you make that happen? 
Um, so that's like the next thing on the boiler. But right now, I got I got enough enough on the plate, and the team <laughs> the team's busy. And you know, I told him about this project. I said, I said, how much more you got in the tank, guys? I mean, I got I got to know, man. How much more do you got in the tank? And uh, you know, they said we got a little bit more left. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. I hope so. I, I mean, everything you do just is sounds so great, and and the the focus that you have on and the people you're taking you're taking care of or, or um, teaching. Uh, that's just, it's so good. Keep, I, I hope you have a lot of energy and uh, yeah. you keep going for a long time doing this, put your projects together. And it sounds like you got a great uh, team behind you uh, with you helping drive this. So all very, very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you. We definitely, uh, we've got to swing down and check you guys out because uh, we, we got a whole field trip planned where we're trying to, to hit uh, all of our guests that have been on uh, the list is growing ever extensive. And, uh, but I, I would really like to, to check out uh, what you guys are doing. Um, yeah. But with that, um, sure. I like to, I like to ask. Um, so if you could narrow down one of your top three things or four or five, whatever that you've ever made mm-hmm. in your entire life, what would that be? Oh yeah. So, I mean, in no particular order. Um, so I can remember, um, you know, the dish had a lot to do with the setting and the circumstance. So, you know, my career, I've had these, these interesting, like, pathways to, like, different stratospheres of life, right? So when I was at the CIA, Culinary Institute of America in New York, I was catering this event, and this lady comes up and says, you know, we need a chef, a private chef, I said, whatever. And I was already working two jobs. I need, I need to pay the bills to get through school. And so I took the job, and I ended up going out to there. It was a farm up in Millbrook, New York. And um, these people were like, they were like million, billionaire, whatever you want to call it. Their neighbors were Johnson & Johnson, right? Oh, they, okay. They, they had like, the, so they employed me. I mean, I got paid more then than I think I do now. And I was only working like two days a week, right? It, it, it was kind of, in a sense, like this tax dump, right? Come up here and have a, a lavish cuisines and experiences and this and that. So that's the backdrop of it. So I'm working this event, and, 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 um, and I, didn't really, I didn't even know where I was at. I just I just said yes to the job. I started cooking. They said, you, you cater a party. I said, you, no, no problem. And, like, this limo pulls up, and it's Joan, Joan Rivers comes out. Mm-hmm. And, like, they got this security detail. It was some ambassador of some you know, country or something like that. And I said, what the fuck am I at here? What's going on? <laughs> and I just remember, like, all I knew how to do was cook and work hard, right? Everything else was white noise. And I, I had called a couple of classmates to help me with this event. And we were doing this deviled egg. It was a deviled quail egg, right? Where, mm. um, I mean, you just had to have the finest knife um, to, to you know, find Brunoise, this salary, these shallots, and, um, and fold them into this yolk, right? Uh, the, the quail the quail yolk. Um, it was had the fleur de sel. It had, um, had, a, had, a, had a touch of, you know, um, uh, red wine vinegar. And by the way... All bets were off of what I could order. I mean, I was ordering my butter from Normandy. I was ordering, <laughs> I was ordering, you know, my 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 gooey duck from the West Coast. I mean, dry aged bison from North Dakota. I mean, it's, it, money wasn't an object. This is great. This is wow. great. And I had this this great uh, um, truffle oils, white truffle oil. So we were making this, and I remember when my you know the person I asked to help me, he comes to me, he goes, "What do you think of this mixture in here?" And I just remember putting just the right amount of truffle oil and acidity and the thing exploded and and we he tasted it and his eyes lit up and i tasted it and I, I was like this is the best thing i ever put in my mind i was surprised myself and i didn't want to show it i had to be the boss right like i knew what I, you know, I was doing <laughs> and i'll never forget that little devil quail egg it was just just killer man it was killer yeah. that was one dish um uh cooking at the james beard house a few years ago um, we did this. Um, we did this veal dish, right? Where the um, the, the veal was um, it was an old school, you know, Leon, Leonese recipe of, of veal, and the sauce required this just insane reduction, where you actually use the uh, the, the skin of the pork to um, help make it more gelatinous. Mm-hmm. And um, that sauce I'll never forget. And I don't think anyone that ate there that night would forget either. But it was just like a, a such an old school sauce that had the body. It just had the body and it had the um, 
the texture and the viscosity for for a mm. sauce. It just it, it, it just it these veal medallions. It just just we just nailed it, man. We just nailed it. That that was a good dish. Um, and I think the I think a third dish, which you know, of course, I didn't make, but was um, uh, Vacheron Mondor. You know, it's just this cheese only made in the in the winter months of like October through February up in the Alps. Um, where the cows are only allowed to eat um, the straw and the hay, right? And um, the um, the milk is so funky but sweet, and um, you know, paired that with a with an old von um, Romane, um, and and we, we I remember just eating this and um, tasting this with a couple of tasting buddies in New York, um, and and that was that was a dish I'll never forget. These are moments I'll never ever ever forget. Uh, there's there's three of them. Oh, perfect. Wow, very cool. Um, I love all of that. I'm I, I'm such a deviled egg person, but yeah. I haven't had a, a deviled quail egg, so that is that is now on my culinary bucket list. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but um, by contrast, um, and we'll we'll make this brief. Um, yeah. What was one of the things that didn't turn out the best for you? The, the roughest. I don't want to say the worst thing you've ever made, or, or yeah. But what what was something that didn't turn out quite as you expected? One of those oh, moments. <laughs> well, shit, just last week, you know, this four for forty meal. We're running this four for forty meal, and I um, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm trying just I, I don't like to repeat a menu, right? It's like that's like one of my things. I hate repeating menus, and so now I'm like diving into like, you know, you know when you go off to no man's land, man, you're like, oh oh. And it was these, um, this Indian dessert. It was like a, like a milk ball. It's like yeah. this, you know, I don't know if you ever had them before. Mm-hmm. And, it was the worst fucking dessert we've ever made, man. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. I mean, all the cardamom in the world and, and syrup that we're going to douse this thing is not going to fix this. This is uh, awful. What happened this to is it? Awful. <laughs> What's that? What, what happened to it? What happened to it was it was abomination. I mean, it was it was definitely not something I'd want to put out and um, just had to tailor it, you know, tailor it and fix it up and, and make it work. But uh that one didn't work out quite well. Uh, other things that didn't work out well. Oh, oh, here's a, here's a good one. So I was working at Pichelin, and yeah, I'm like, I'm just like the, the the worst son of a bitch you could ask for in a kitchen. You know, what I mean, hard headed. I know it. I know it. And that, that's how I came up, right? And so we, I've I've changed a lot since then, right? And I was trying to make this uh, this burnt orange ice cream where I would use that fine. Um, grater, you know that's how that fine, fine grater. It's like a long rectangle, and you, you can just get the top layer of things off, mm-hmm. and you you do that over a pot, and you don't use the white pith. You're just simply getting the oils out of that orange, and you're getting the, mm-hmm. the, the fine outer zest of it. Okay, and then you scorch it so it tastes burnt, and then you you add your you know you make your anglaise and. I was just a young chef at the time, not knowing pastries as well as I should have, right? I'm not a pastry guy, but I was determined to make this. And I would use all heavy cream. And the the pastry chef, you know, who've been doing it longer than I've been born, <laughs> I said, you can't make that with all heavy cream, Brandon. It will break. I said, no, it's not. I said, I've made this before. And maybe I did, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> And I kept, I made this thing like four times, and every time I spun it, it would come out with the chunks. And every time he'd look at me, just wouldn't say a word. <laughs> and I fucking finally had to cut it with a little bit of whole milk, right, so that the thing wouldn't turn to butter as it as it churned. <laughs> but that was one thing I just would just get wrong and wrong, and my stubbornness led me to getting it wrong many times. Um, <laughs> but that that was a fun. That was fun. I can I can laugh about it now. No, yeah. right, right. Now yeah. you can. But back yeah. then you had a. That just grinded you for the longest time, though, then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very cool. Yeah, everyone, unfortunately, it is that time. Uh, We need to wrap up the show. Uh, Brandon, I want to thank you uh, for a great show today. As we said, we talked for a long time. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely thank you for taking the time to talk with us and, and tell us about your story and about Edwin's and what you guys are doing down there in Serenity and the butcher shop. All those things that you've got going Mm -hmm. on are just, uh, so needed such a great thing you're doing and uh the, the drive the passion you have the i can tell you enjoy doing mm. what you're doing which is i'm, I'm sure uh it makes it um it just comes through in, in what you're doing you are the lebron james of, of what you're doing trust me you are uh doing great stuff there so and everyone that goes through that program i'm sure is just so appreciative of what you're doing so thank you again for doing that your community i'm sure thanks you 
Any last thoughts for anyone listening that, um, you know, how do they how do they get into Is it the website they go to to sign someone up or to, to, rec, to get yeah, contact yeah. with you? Yeah, hit uh, you know, edwardsrestaurant.org. That's the best way to get to know what we do, how we do it. I mean, if you're, if you're incarcerated and um, you're hearing this, you know, we're on JPay, we're on Core Links, so you can just send an email to, um, to brandon at edwardsrestaurant.org and we can communicate now. So, I mean, that's, that's the best way to reach us, man, the website. And not that we want to uh, say too much on, but we, how would someone help you? I know you're doing this and you make money at, at your uh, operations, but if someone wanted to contribute to your, what you're doing... Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, there's a foundation now set up, the Edwin's Foundation. I mean, you can, you can cut a check. That's the easy way. Um, dining is probably the most, um, you know, uh, powerful way because we practice, we, we, we sustain, you know, the, the whole circle goes around. Um, you know, people, if you're in the area, volunteer. Uh, if you're in other areas, it's being a connector, right? Being a conduit to what we do and, um, you know, either important to where you're at, right? Or, or exporting someone you you know could use this to, to Cleveland, right? So, right. I mean, you know, it's just taking that first step. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much. And, and Brandon, we always like to ask our guests at some point along the way where you were and where you are today. Yeah. Was there someone that uh, made an impact with a quote or something you've heard along the way or something you live by, a quote that drives you? It's just a, a quote that you think would be interesting for people to hear. We've already had a couple of good ones already. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I see there's, there's two. There's um, Make It Happen. I mean, that's what Charlie Trotter would just like, make it happen. Make it happen. He, he gave you a shit, shit hand to play cards with and just to make it happen. And <laughs> and you realize mentally that you can now make anything happen. Um, the other thing was Paul Bocuse was, uh, had said, because um, he, would, he would dine at Charlie Trotter's. You know, he said he was, if you ever meet Paul Bocuse, well, you can't now. He's, he's passed. But uh, you guys maybe 5'2 at best, you know, small guy. And, um, he would say, you know, I was never the best. I was never the, the, the strongest. I was just, because I just worked hard uh, for longer than anyone at the highest level. And that's how I became to be who I am. And, and, and then when you talk to someone who's really a foot shorter than you, and you see his grand stature, and you say, geez, is it really? You know, it's, it's not that, it, but it is. It's that yeah. easy. You work, work with the best, keep your head down, you work long, and you, you'll get there, right? It just takes time. Hard work. It just is. It's proven time and time again. Just work hard, and, and good things happen, right? Absolutely, excellent. Justin, any last thoughts from you today? So yeah, I would just like to remind everybody to click that subscribe button, and if you like what we're doing, please go ahead and leave a review for us as well. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. All right, very good. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. And everyone, if you have any thoughts about a topic that we've covered on the show or ideas you'd like discussed, please visit us at valrathfoodservice.com slash the feed. And as I like to end the show with my little thought, just don't worry about the other guy and what they're doing. Just focus on what you do best and no one's going to beat you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Till next time, take care. <laughs>